0: Now here's the problem that a lot of people get into is they mix the how you should buy a car and they mix the should you buy it and how should you buy it. And this is the same thing that like Dave Ramsey will say, he'll say, don't buy a house if you can't pay for it in cash. Or he will say like, don't buy a car if you can't pay it in cash. Okay, awesome. But then the assumption is that you're going to pay for that car in cash. And hopefully going to make the, the point that even if you have the money, paying cash for a car is probably one of the dumbest things that you can do. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast slash show. This is the episode that you've been waiting for because I've gotten a ton of requests on asking questions about how you purchase cars. I personally own a Tesla, and I know some of you guys know that. And you're like, Caleb, I'm, I'm seeking that episode that you teased me a while ago about how to purchase a Tesla. And to be honest, I'm just going to struggle with this piece of content because I'm always wary of people that are out there like saying, Hey, listen to me. Cause I have a nice car. Or, I go on nice vacations or I have a nice house. Just, just know that like, we don't know the whole picture and that same person that has that nice car could be renting. It could be having a terrible financial situation, or it could the opportunity cost of having that car is taking them away from actually making good investments. So just be careful when everyone, when anyone, especially in Gen Z or, or a millennial is saying, listen to me because of I have this X, Y, or Z, just be very, very careful of that. Truth be told, I've had that Tesla for over two years. I rarely talk about it. And in fact, when I first got it, I thought my parents were going to disown me. And I just made it a point not even to mention it with my friends, because I want them to know me and like me because of the character, because Of the value, and not because of a thing that I own that, quite frankly, is depreciating. So A lot that we can get into, we can talk about depreciating assets versus uh, appreciating. But the point that I wanna make is I'm I'm actually gonna do a two-part video. I started this video and it was just a little bit complicated. So I'm gonna talk number one about the philosophy, the two parts that you need when you make any purchase. when you make any purchase, whether it's a car, whether it's a house, regardless, like these are the two things that you need to ask yourself. We're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk about how um, my mindset of of going and purchasing a Tesla. And then the second, the part two of this video are for the analytical freaks that want the numbers and I will, I have calculators here. I actually, again, I tried to combine this, but I just realized that like, I just want to be as useful and I want to get this point across. And I know that some of you want to see the numbers and you need the context. I wanna give you the context, but then some of you guys, um, you know, all you need is the philosophy and you don't need to look at every single number. So when there comes to making any decision of like any major capital purchase, there are, by the way, a lot of people out there that are telling you to, you know, you can get rich off of buying cars and all this stuff. Just be very, very careful. Don't buy in to fluff. Understand that every decision is, is really, really basic. And I'm just gonna walk you through, whenever you make a purchase, whenever you make a decision, like buying a car, an airplane, a house, a vacation, whatever, like there, there's, there's like a, two basic things that you need. Number one is, should you buy that? Should you buy that car? Should you buy a Tesla? Should I mention airplane earlier because that's something that I'm looking to purchase in the future, should you buy that? And really the the should you buy that really is broken down in two things. Number one, do you have the money for it? Excluding the house decision, because I, I don't necessarily think you should wait till you have money to purchase the house. But when it comes to cars, when it comes to pretty much anything that you can purchase that depreciates over time, which goes down in value, if you don't have cash to purchase it outright, that is a red flag i'm not and again the the situation always trumps the rule but like if you don't have cash up front to purchase something like be careful not to do it i i had plenty of cash to purchase th- purchase the tesla and i would not even think about it if i didn't have the money up front now i didn't use cash to purchase tesla we're going to go into that being the second idea is how you purchase something but i wouldn't make that decision if i didn't have it number two a lot of people think if you have the money you can buy it really you you have to create a savings plan um and and you got to pay yourself first and if it prohibits your ability to pay yourself and if it decreases your assets um just just know that that one decision is going to have a big time effect on your lifetime. Just just know that. And so it's like, yeah, I might have the money, but if but if buying that that car would either eliminate my assets or take take away from my ability to save, like I just I wouldn't I wouldn't make that decision. So so again, if it's taking your your money away from saving, or if it's depleting your assets that are, that could be you know working for you, I would really um, take take a step back and saying like, man, is this is this wise for me to do? So those are like, can you afford things one on one? Just how I think about it. At the end of the day, really make sure, am I making this purchase now? Now here's the problem that a lot of people get into is they mix the how you should buy a car and they mix the should you buy it and how should you buy it. And this is the same thing that, like, Dave Ramsey will say. He'll say, like, don't buy a house if you can't pay for it in cash. Or he'll say, like, don't buy a car if you can't pay it in cash. Okay, awesome. But then the assumption is that you're going to pay for that car in cash. And I'm, I'm hopefully going to make the the point that even if you have the money, paying cash for a car is probably one of the dumbest things that you can do. And I'm just going to throw that out there because right now, at the time of this recording, interest rates are at an all-time low, and especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you have a, a – any investment desire in your body, you would be far greater off investing the difference, controlling the difference, growing the difference. I'm gonna talk about my book, The And Asset. Even putting your money into an and asset would like out long-term would even grow. Your your assets would be far greater if you use a loan properly. Okay, so step number one, make that decision. Are you gonna purchase that car? If the answer is yes, then the next question is how you make that decision, okay? Number one, are you gonna do that? If the answer is yes, the number two is what's the most efficient way? How are you gonna make that decision? And very simply, how you make decision is just, is just asking the question, you know, what is the most efficient way to purchase that? I, I use this example a lot, but if you're going to travel from you know, Denver to, let's say California, I could walk there, I could bike there, I could drive there, I could take an airplane. Eventually all roads get me to California an airplane would get me there the quickest. When we're talking about efficiency, we are simply addressing that same thing. Now, I don't I don't think the efficiency is how to buy that car, it's ultimately the end goal in life. For most people, the end goal in life is not to be debt-free because that's ultimately, you can be debt-free and broke. The The end goal is something, whether you call it retirement, whether you call it fulfillment, whether you call it, you know, it, we, we talk at Better Wealth getting super clear on what results that you want and reverse engineering your time and your money to, make those results reality. And so you wanna be efficient with every decision you make so that you can get closer to that and that you can live that as soon as possible. And so there's really, when you're purchasing something, there's really two ways that you can purchase that, okay? Way number one is pay cash. Now, pay cash sounds attractive. And essentially the the pitch here is don't pay interest. Interest is evil, loans are bad, banks are evil, don't pay interest. So what they say is, okay, my Tesla costs 65,000, you fill in the blank. Your car could cost 10,000, could cost $100,000, okay? Um, So so by paying $65,000 in in interest, or if you took a loan for 65,000, you'd be paying like over five, six years, you'd be paying, let's say 72,000 for that total. So that would pretty much say you're paying an additional $7,000 of interest for that decision. That's like, yikes. Like, why would you want to do that? Like that's, that's, that's bad, paying interest is bad. But, but what we fail to do is remember, every decision that we have has a consequence. Um, so by paying cash, you don't pay interest, which is good, right? But you're, you're depleting your capital, you're, you're paying, you're, you're losing that, in my example, 65,000. In some examples, that 10,000, 35,000, 100,000. And that money is no longer able to grow for you, work for you ever again. I want that to sink in. Because what would your sixty-five thousand dollars be worth over five years if it could compound and you could control it? What would what it what would it be worth over ten years? What would it be worth over thirty years? We're going to cover that in part two in this video. But it's like I want you to think about that, and then obviously I wrote a book called the um, the and asset, and we essentially talk about two functions—not just growth but control—as an entrepreneur, as someone that. You know, I, I believe capital. Like, if you have capital, that is like the, the the best position to be in is access to capital. It gives you opportunities to invest, and it gives you opportunities to invest in yourself, into people, into opportunities. And so, just by having that sixty five thousand dollars on hand and thinking about that is like, I want to control that throughout my life. I can far out out earn what I could earn over compound growth. And the and asset shows you the ability to do that twice. You can essentially grow your money and collateralize it and use it. And so, so the first thing is so. You make that decision. The second thing is how to make that decision. There's really two ways to make that decision. Number one is you pay cash. You don't pay any interest. That's good. The problem is you're losing interest and control of what that dollars could be earning you. And over a long period of time, I I believe that costs you far greater um, than if you invested, if you controlled, and in my book, I call it controlled compounding. If you could put that in a place, have that money grow and pay a little bit of interest for that. And even in the first four or five years, you might end up, quote unquote, paying a little bit more interest, but you've created a foundation. You've created a compounding machine. Compound interest takes money, time, and rate. So you're creating that. And hopefully you're putting it in a place that you can control that money throughout your life. So that is the philosophy of like, the reason why you don't straight up pay cash for something is you understand that you can grow your money and you can control it. And that will outweigh the interest that you will pay. And remember, we're not just looking at a five-year time period. We need to look at a lifetime period and think about our legacy in the future. So the way that I I actually took this one step further, I actually, you know, I said like, you should never buy something if it depletes your assets or if it, you know, if it takes your ability to save more. So I, I save aggressively towards an and asset, which this is, this is, A special overfunded life insurance. I know everyone says life insurance is terrible. If you set it up properly, it's an amazing place to grow, grow your money and control it because your money, my money is growing long, long period of time, the rest of my life. Um, Tax advantage, no fees, no, no losses. It's like, it's like the, it's like growing at around three and a half, four and a half percent that's tax free so you can it's an equivalent to 6 or 7% every single year but the but the most important thing is it's giving me control to use that money and not just use it and take the compounding growth out but borrowing against it and when I borrow against it it allows my money to continue to grow and then I get to decide whether I buy a car whether I you know invest in real estate or do whatever now i have that set up and i could use my and asset for anything that i want now I did not use my and asset for the car because I could get a loan for that car. Now I know. I know this this is like okay, why would I if I could bank by myself, why would I take a loan? Why well, understand that I want control and liquidity and I could get the loan at a cheaper interest rate. So, I literally do do I feel like I was in debt? No, cuz I literally had option 2 using the and asset, I could grow my money and borrow against it at the same time my money's still growing, I could get a cheaper loan and continue to free up my money to do other things. This is where I feel like a lot of people that teach infinite banking or cash flow banking go astray is because they're like, oh, you're gonna get wealthy by using your own policy. That's not true. Like any, any time you borrow against your policy, number one, you're giving up liquidity of that event and you're also, it's costing you interest. If you can go to a banking institution and get a cheaper loan rate and keep liquidity. Number one, you could pay that off at any time. And number two, it just gives you more options and options for me is key. So I know that this is sort of a, a, a rant, but let's just review. Number one, if you're gonna make a purchase, make sure that you can make sure that purchase number one is is the proper purchase and that you can afford that. Number two, how you pay for th- something matters number one you can pay cash for that you don't pay any interest the problem is you lose that capital you're no longer able to control it and you no longer capture the growth of what that could earn the second way that you could purchase that is um by you know collateralizing your money you invest your money and you get a bank loan or whatever and or you take the and asset you save your money you can you can borrow against that while your money continues to grow that's way number two that's a phenomenal way especially if you can't get a bank to loan you money you can quote unquote become your own banker and not, um, get the benefits of cash without hurting you long-term growth. And then the third area is what I think the, the most sophisticated people do is they always shop the most efficient way to purchase something. Your, my money is either invested for me, my money's stored in, uh, overfunded and asset life insurance contract. I go get a loan for cheaper. I, 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 the whole thing my money's continuing to grow and i have control and options to invest in my business or real estate or whatever for me that number three option three is the most efficient way to purchase that what i'm going to do in the next video is i'm actually going to break down the math of this hopefully that makes sense and uh thank you so much for watching thank you for um giving the thumbs up, giving our show a review, sharing this. We're trying to get this message out to as many people as possible. Ultimately, we want you to make good decisions with your money so that you can live more intentionally now and in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.